Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. Uh, so the Fat Boys are going to mix it up a little bit to uh, help you out more um, in-season and out-season. We're going to um, off-season, not out-season. We're going to uh, add some uh, waiver claims to help you uh, during your season and on a little bit of a shorter episode. And the Fat Boys are going to start releasing, hopefully, uh, two shorter episodes each week. Uh, so that way you guys can squeeze us in in your downtime and you're not trying to break up every single episode. So uh, this week we're going it's to... It's a lot to squeeze in. Yeah, it's a lot. There's, there's, many, there's a good metric ton here. Spaces. <laughs> um, we don't fit in many tight spaces. Yeah. There are... Brent, I, I, I do want to just cut you off just a quick second here. There are some very exciting things coming uh, to the Fat Boys uh, podcast as well as the Fat Boys Live. So make sure you're staying tuned and in and, and, and not missing these episodes because there's going to be some good stuff coming your way, guys. Yeah, um, so let's let's just start this one off. Uh, let's talk about um, uh, we got the dreaded bye weeks. We got four more teams on bye uh, in week seven. Um, and they are uh, – Finley, you got those pulled up right there in front of you? I do. This week we've got the Bills – the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles all on by. So we have quite a few fantasy-relevant names um, that are not going to be uh, in your lineups this week, which, again, this is a, an important time to stay ahead and stay up on your waivers and get that edge on your on your competition so you can keep your uh, keep yourself in that positive win column. Uh, and at the very least, we all know uh, there's been several names in the past that we've picked up off waivers, um, whether it be ourselves or we've seen other people do it, and they end up getting huge hauls and trades later on down the season um, so this is definitely the time of the year where it's really really important and imperative to be ahead of your waiver claims and, and getting yourself set up for success yeah absolutely um, and and today we had a uh, big big trade uh, happen in the uh, NFL that originally I didn't think was going to um, matter a whole lot but um, with the move of uh, Robbie Anderson getting traded to um, the Arizona Cardinals today on the 17th, um, and then the news of um, Marquise Brown possibly missing the year with a foot injury that he had uh, sustained in week six. Um, so that's something to definitely keep your eye on, especially if you're a Brown owner. And, I mean, that's going to jump me straight into my, my – uh, every every uh, waiver claim that we talk about between the two of us is going to be less than 50% owned in uh, half PPR leagues. Um, through Sleeper is uh, where we get our numbers from. And um, the, the first name on it has to be almost Robbie Anderson. He's, he has the opportunity to really slide right into the Marquise Brown role. I know DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Um, he's getting an upgrade in quarterback, um, a more pass-friendly offense. You don't have a uh, running back coming out of the backfield like a CMC there in Arizona. So uh, Robbie Anderson, who's owned in less than less than 50% of leagues, is a guy that I'd be out there looking, especially if I need some uh, receiver help on bye weeks. This is a guy I'd be looking to add um, off waivers this week. Yeah, and, and I think, Brent, you're probably right with this guy having to be the number one waiver claim because um, not only will it take him a split second to, to get into the playbook and stuff, but DeAndre Hopkins is going to have to get himself back up to game speed. And with no Hollywood Brown, I think 
Robbie Anderson could step in. His target share may not, or his, his snap share may not be through the roof right off the bat. But I think he's going to get tons of targets as soon as he comes in because, again, DeAndre Hopkins is going to instantly draw the number one coverage when he's back, right? And Robbie Anderson's going to be a deep ball threat that I think they've been missing in Arizona uh, for at least all of this season. So it's definitely something to keep your eye on, definitely something to be interested in. The first waiver claim I have um, this week is a guy um, in the backfield there in Baltimore. Um, and I know that's that's kind of disheartening because, um, you know, everybody's been kind of waiting for J.K. Dobbins to get back and take over his role and, and, and be that guy. Um, but Kenyon Drake, uh, to this point, uh, has been more the guy than J.K. Dobbins, which is just wild to say. Um, but last week he had a 58% snap share, which well out-snapped uh, J.K. Dobbins the week prior he had a 48% snap share so um, or a 46% snap share I'm sorry um, and he had with that he had more carries than Dobbins and more targets than Dobbins so this looks like Kenyon Drake could be um, in for a decent line of work again this is a guy that you could pick up for bye week fill-ins and um, with that PPR upside and half point or even full point PPR this is a guy that could help you out yeah, definitely. Uh, Kenyon Drake's a guy that, that um, uh, with the way the running back situation has gone this year and, and almost all of fantasy po- football, this is definitely a guy that I'm looking to add, um, especially with the, the news that J.K. Dobbins' his knee, his uh, surgically repaired knee was tightening up on him this week, and he, and he missed the entire second half. So if this is a lingering thing, then then this is you're looking at almost almost perfect 50-50 share of that backfield, if not less, for J.K. Dobbins. And Kenyon Drake looked very, very serviceable in that backfield so um sticking with the running backs another guy that could uh help out is uh mike boone now we are recording this prior to the monday night football game so uh if something were to happen on monday night i'm sorry that this is the information that i am putting out um but he is uh once again owned in in, uh, less than 50 percent of the leagues um he saw uh, 41 percent of the snaps in week five against indy um he did have seven carries uh we all know javante williams unfortunately will be missing the remainder of the year uh melvin gordon also is banged up a little bit um and this is a guy that's it, it looks like um Denver's going to want to run run a one-two punch because, well, Russell's just not doing it when he's cooking because apparently all he can make is ramen noodles this year. So, uh, yeah, Mike Boone is uh, Mike Boone's a guy that I'm adding. I don't think I'm putting him at, at the top of my waiver claim. This is a guy that I'm definitely going to be looking at. And like I said, I don't know why he's still only owned in, in you know less than 50% of leagues. You know, Brent, as fat as I am, in the 31 years of life that I've lived, I had ramen noodles for the first time ever last night. And probably be the not last bad. time. Not bad. No, not bad. Not bad. But uh, I would like to see Russ cook some more gourmet stuff, considering I own either Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton in almost every single league I'm a part of this year. Um, so I would like to see those guys get a little bit more consistent. Well, while we stay on the ramen um, noodles the real quick. I want to throw my two cents on the ramen noodles. I am absolutely out on ramen noodles, not picking them up on any waivers. I lived off of those during my uh, time uh, over the water in, in my military time, and uh, I would refuse to uh, probably eat those even if you put those in front of me, and there's not much food that I refuse. <laughs> as, buoyant, as buoyant as you are, were you the uh, platoon boat for your platoon? Or? Well, that's how we got over there, duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
So sticking sticking with the running back here, um, another running back that I think is honestly very very appealing uh, to me, and this is a guy that I've watched close the last two weeks, especially uh, is Caleb Huntley out of the backfield there in Atlanta. Um, we know Cordero Patterson's went down; he's on the IR, and it's been a strange combination of Tyler Algier, um, Caleb Huntley, and Avery Williams out of the backfield. But interestingly enough. Um, the last three weeks, Caleb Huntley has had 10, 8, and 16 carries. And these are all carries coming out of a backfield where um, the Falcons are running the ball very well, very effectively. And this week was in a win. Um, so this is not just like negative game script where Caleb Huntley's getting in and, and getting carries. This is in a game that we're, they're, the Falcons are winning and salting away the clock. Um, Caleb Huntley is a guy, again, that this may not be a um, – he may not be a league winning back, but this is a guy that you could pick up and I think play safely and flexes every week. If you're getting a guy that's getting 10 carries out of the backfield, um, you're almost guaranteed some kind of positive points, right? I, Brandon, I don't know about you, but for me, if I set a lineup and I think I've got the right lineup out and I see a guy that had zero points in my flex, but I've got a guy on my bench that has eight, even if that eight points may have not enough for me, been enough for me to win, I always cuss myself for missing out on those points um, because sometimes season points do matter when it comes to uh, you know playoff seedings and, and tiebreakers and things of that nature. So. Again, Caleb Huntley is a guy that I think if you pick up and, and you know you're forced to play him, or, or maybe that backfield continues to shake out and he starts being the carry leader every week, this is a guy that if you pick up this week, you could end up finding yourselves very happy with having. So Caleb Huntley's he's probably one of my favorites right behind Robbie Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I'm going to stick with the uh, Atlanta trend here. I unfortunately did not get to watch a whole lot of this game. Um but uh, I did see, you know, I was looking at some stats, and uh, one name that stood out to me, go ahead and help me out with this name because you know I butcher easy ones, so go ahead and help me with this name real fast. This one's an easy one. Uh, Almeida Zacchaeus, yeah. uh, wide receiver out of Atlanta. Yeah, he's uh, – so this guy here, uh, I appreciate the help there. We all know I stutter through names pretty easily. Um, so uh, Zacchaeus, he's, he's seen uh, two targets, two receptions every single game. He's actually the wide receiver 46 in PPR leagues and 39 in standard leagues. Um, once again, owned in less than 50% of leagues. Really, he's I can almost go down to uh, looking at most of the leagues that I've looked at. He's owned in less than 25% of most leagues. Um, now, his, his numbers fantasy-wise aren't eye-popping. But they're definitely there, and, and the, the chance for upside's there. Um, and like I said, you know, he's a top 40 wide receiver, so in leagues that you got to start two flexes or three wide receivers, this is a guy is is very serviceable to start. Um, um, you know, and, and we know Atlanta does. Uh, this week was kind of a fluke week. It was really crazy for a lot of teams. Atlanta led. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Atlanta led wire to wire in that game. Or did they fall behind 7 nothing at the beginning? I no, they were they were the first touchdown yeah. score. So they they led pretty much wire to wire on San Francisco. By the way, thanks for the help on winning that game because now we're tied three ways for the division lead in in the NFC West. But uh, yeah, this guy's uh, serviceable, and we know Atlanta Atlanta's going to start trailing in in, in uh, more games than they're going to be leading. So this this guy could uh, you know number two wide receiver target on the team uh, could be seeing some serviceable numbers very soon. Yeah, um, so speaking of serviceable numbers, I don't know, Grant, if you happen to, I know you said on the live this weekend that you were going to be watching the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Indianapolis Colts game pretty closely, uh, and one of the eye-popping things that I noticed in that game was, was Paris Campbell. Um, Paris Campbell is mm-hmm. just one of the most athletic guys we've ever seen in the National Football League that's just never been relevant. And it's always been one of those guys where 
almost every league I've been in, and I'm sure it's out there for all of you guys listening too, this is a guy that's rostered, dropped, rostered, dropped, rostered, dropped all over the place. Well, in the last two weeks, this guy had 92% and then 100% uh, snap uh, counts. And this week he was able to put that together for 11 targets, seven receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Um so I'm thinking this this may be now. Granted, you did see Matt Ryan set the um, the career high uh, to <laughs> Indianapolis franchise record for pass completions this week. Um, so uh, obviously, I knew that Matt Ryan was capable of that, but Indianapolis fans are probably starting to figure it out a little bit now as well. Um, but you know, it's one. It, it almost kind of reminds me of 2016 Matt Ryan when he won the MVP. He makes everybody around him relevant. Love it. You had Deion Jackson out of the backfield have a huge game this week and, and Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor's absence. Michael Pittman was one of the top five wide receivers on the week in fantasy. And then you had um, Alec Pierce, who had another serviceable week as well, and Paris Campbell fits in right there perfectly. This is a guy that if, if he's out there and he's available and I'm struggling at wide receiver a little bit, this is another one right up there with Robbie Anderson. I don't hesitate on this one at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Matt Ryan, I I, I... – Turned it on. I, I, I walked away during halftime and came back, and, and I, I thought I overheard uh, Matt Ryan set his own career high for most pass attempts in, in a in a first half of a game with 37, I think it was, in the first half, which was a career high for Matt Ryan. So good for the old man showing that his, uh, his arm can still work. There ain't, there ain't no noodle arm associated with Matt Ryan. No, absolutely not. I know, you know, some people have been speculating that, but uh, he showed it. It's not a noodle arm. He can still get that ball out there plenty of times. Um, so I'm going to jump back to the running backs. Um, I know you know we talked about them a little earlier. These these two guys these two guys are kind of at the bottom of my waiver claims, but they're definitely worth looking at, giving a chance. Um, and that's the Rams running backs. We saw you know everything with Cam Akers wanting out. It sounds like it sounds like the Rams want to move on from him too. So we had Malcolm Brown step in this week as the number two back behind Daryl Henderson. We know Daryl Henderson does have an injury history. Malcolm Brown saw 25 percent of the snaps this week he did see seven carries in that and he also had one target and one reception um numbers aren't eye-popping but it's you know once again he, he was signed off the practice squad it was his first action um first real action he's seen special team snaps um for week four and five but this is his first time lining up with the offense and, and seeing seeing the ball so you know he's got to get his legs underneath him and i i think he's going to play a serviceable point serviceable part of that offense and then another name is and this guy you guys this guy i wanted to make sure i put out i was huge on him coming out uh one of my favorite rookie running backs kyron williams from the university of notre dame he's uh uh, currently on the IR, um, uh, a good buddy of mine just traded for him and won't give him up to me for nothing. You know, unfortunately, Finley doesn't love me no more. <laughs> so, but Kyron Williams, this guy, he's a, he's a converted wide receiver to running back. So we know he has the hands um, to be able to catch the ball to the backfield. This guy had very, very good numbers in it for Notre Dame and I think he could definitely step in when he gets his feet underneath him he could definitely step in and, and really take down that third that that two minute offense two minute drill um the hurry up you know the hurry up offense and also take over some pass catching uh role for the Rams I know Daryl Henderson's very serviceable in it but I think this guy could be a sneaky pickup if you have uh, deeper benches and like I said you can get him after the waivers because currently he's on the IR he'll be coming back here shortly though yeah, you know, another thing that I, that I love about guys like this that have that that IR tag is it's it's an easy stash. You know, he's not taking up roster spot as mm-hmm. long as your league has those IR spots and you already have them full. It's a guy that you can pick up and stash in that IR spot and wait till he comes off and 
and then see where his role is and then make your decision. Um, but once he comes off of IR, it's going to be a lot harder to go just go pick him up than it is while he's sitting on it. So knowing that he's coming off shortly, knowing that Cam Akers is, is out asking for a trade, Kyron Williams is, is much more appealing to me than he was probably just even a week ago. So that's definitely a good one there, Brand. Yeah. Um, the last one I have here is, is the tight end from uh, the New Orleans Saints. And I know where everybody's thinking, right? He's not a tight end. It's, he's a quarterback. Well, I'm not talking about Taysom Hill. I'm talking <laughs> about Juwan Johnson, the actual tight end um, there in New Orleans. Um, they, they have been running, uh, you know, numerous tight ends through that, that formation with Adam Troutman and, and Taysom Hill kind of all over the place as a tight end. Um, but Adam Troutman went down this week. Don't know how serious that is. Um, but Juwan Johnson's a guy who has played every game this year. And he's only been under a 50% snap share one time. Uh, and through through six weeks, he's got 25 targets already. He's, he's had some good games, some bad games. This is another guy that's hanging six to seven points a week out of your tight end position and half-point PPR. Um, so definitely a guy that's, you know, again, if you miss out on those um, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, even George Kittle, the last two-week kind of a players, um, Jawan Johnson may be a guy that you could look to to kind of shore up your, your tight end spot. Um, you know, Jameis Winston should be back this week, um, which I think in, end up ends up boating well for Juwan Johnson. It is a short week. I don't know whether you'll see Michael Thomas or, you know, Olave or, or um, Jarvis Landry come back. And if those guys or any of those guys are out, any of them, I really like Juwan Johnson on this Thursday night game. Uh, granted, it's Thursday night, so – probably won't see any touchdowns um, obviously that's that's something that we just don't get on thursday night football uh very low scoring games and uh and, and what have you but juan johnson's a guy that i definitely look at um as kind of a, a solidify the tight end position and and he's he's rostered in under 50 percent, but it's even lower than that it's right around 30 percent that this guy's rostered so he's probably available in, in all your leagues and especially in a tight end premium i i really like juan johnson so another one to keep your eye on if you don't have one of those top three top four tight ends yeah, absolutely. And New Orleans plays in one of the um, higher scoring divisions with, you know, um, Carolina's, you know, might be the only outcast that division. Atlanta's had really no problems hanging points. Tampa Bay apparently does a little bit, but they shouldn't have any problems hanging points. And, and you know, so the Saints are going to have to pass the ball to keep up. And, and we've seen over the f- past few weeks the, the wide receivers there missing a lot of time. Um, so, yeah, Johnson's a, a guy that you definitely could pick up and, and stash and see where that goes. Or even, like you said, in a tight end premium, that's a guy that I would have no problem plugging in. Absolutely. Um, so I want to make sure we talk about uh, – make sure you guys join us on Saturday mornings – or Sunday mornings, uh, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9, 9 a.m. Central Standard, uh, for an hour to look at these two uh, beautiful fat faces and talk about your uh, – Starts and sits. Uh, we enjoy love love talking football first thing in the morning. It really gets you know gets our uh, appetite built up, which I mean, and gets us ready for the day. So uh, yeah, definitely so, come so join me. us. I, my appetite's up as soon as my feet hit the floor. But yeah, nonetheless, um, yeah, we definitely enjoy that Sunday mornings. There's a great group of people come hang out with us every Sunday morning on those uh, the live start sit on the Fantasy Holics Facebook page. If you're not already on the Fantasy Holics page, make sure you jump over there. Um, like that page there's a lot a lot of great information a lot of t- a lot of times they're the fastest for information coming out i get i get a notification um <laughs> from the fantasy holics page and then about five minutes later i get something from sleeper so definitely um worth being on that page like i said a lot of good information coming there a lot of great guys behind the scenes making things happen um 
so make sure you jump over there and give that page a like. Um, obviously, Brant and I had mentioned there's some exciting things coming, and we'll let you know what those are as soon as we can. Uh, but be ready because we are going to start putting out two shorter episodes a week, like Brant mentioned at the beginning of this one. Um, so this this next one we put out hopefully Wednesday night uh, should be another really exciting episode that should get you guys going and, and, and heading in the right direction for your fantasy season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure, like you said, make sure you get over there, and give that uh, fantasy holics page a like. Um, check out the Fat Boys Dynasty Fantasy page too. Um, you know, don't hesitate to message us. Message the Fantasy Holics. Those guys are quick to respond to any trade questions you may have, any you know um, waiver wire questions you may have, or or anything else. Uh, those guys, there, there's a lot of expertise there going going um, going around. So, uh, and they're, they're always quick to respond too. Yeah, and if you don't want to ask a fantasy football question, you just want to tell us what's on your menu for Sunday, we're always happy to hear that, that as well. It gives us a little inspiration and some motivation, too. So, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Like like Brant said, like I've said, a lot of good people definitely get you on track. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's going to uh, really wrap us up for um, for our uh, first of the uh, shorter episodes. Uh, um, and, and we're, we're still going to be talking about uh, guys, you know, to watch in college too, you know, as your dynasty comes up. We're going to make sure we keep that, keep that afloat. Um, but as always, stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends.